Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Paul, my co-host, my partner in crime. Wait, partners in crime. That's right, Jared Timms and John Crane. We're back. Well, I'm back. John's been back a little bit, but we're all back to talk some Angels baseball. And particularly since it's New Year, it's a great day to talk some Angels 2021 resolutions. First things first, John, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm I'm regular. This is my second podcast this week, so you know I'm I'm right back in the groove. Looking forward to baseball. Starting to get antsy for baseball, and it's not far away. Jared, how you doing? Not doing too bad. I'm I'm excited that you're back. I like sitting back and listening to what you have to say. So I mean, I love uh, doing the whole hosting thing, but there's so much going on. I, I like sitting back and listening to you and talking a little angel baseball. Well, it's nice to be back, and we got a lot to talk with you about. I guess, folks, just to kind of give you a little bit of update on where we're going. Uh, you, you can tell I'm a little excited. I'm even stumbling over some words a little bit because, one, it's nice to be back on the air. I've been focused on two things, uh, feeding my family <laughs> and having to deal with the Rams season as well. So it's been difficult to try and get in on, on the Angels stuff. I had a couple of things fall out. A couple of episodes I was going to record. And also, uh, let's just be honest, life happened. COVID happened this year and it threw my family for a loop. Well, just to let you all know, A, uh, I got recalled at work, so that's great. And B, it looks like we're actually going to have a full baseball season this year, or close to it. So it looks as though things are looking up and up. And with, I heard oh, in the background there, I don't know if that was John. That was fans going, I was going, the fans are going okay. wild. Yeah, fans going wild. So with all that said, we have some announcements for you in case you missed it. Okay, first things first, I know Jared probably covered it, but in case he didn't, uh, we are with Blue Wire. Blue Wire has picked us up as a podcast, and we're glad to be a part of their team. They have been actively recruiting both us and Ramps Talk Radio. We were happy to come on board, so there we are. Two, we got some things going on our end. And and first things first with that, I got to say thank you to Jared and to Brock. I know Brock's on today. He's out there doing things for fun and sitting on the show. (laughs) The crap. Okay, but uh, these guys have really kept the podcast going, kept the baseball conversation going. They stepped up and they have helped tremendously in terms of pushing the vision. And what I mean by that is, you know, I really believe that the entire reason we started this podcast was to give more coverage to the Angels. I've, I've long believed that the SoCal mainstream sports media has kind of left the Angels for dead. The redhead stepchild, so to speak, right? And I think it's fair in some ways. And this is the Dodgers. This is the legendary franchise. The Dodgers are, are in your backyard or you're in their backyard, depending on the point of view. They have been much more successful in the last decade than the Angels have. Uh, but nonetheless, this is the Angels who are part of the number two media market in the country. And yet, good coverage of this team has been hard to find. There's some there. I'm not being critical of anybody. But it's been hard to find. So our vision when we started this podcast was to provide some good quality coverage. Have we been perfect with that? No, absolutely not. We're humans. Uh, we get involved in our debates and we get involved in our online discussions and arguments. And we have had t- some time to miss podcasts because of life happening. But I am a longtime believer of the vision to provide excellent Angels coverage to the fan base. And if the mainstream media wasn't going to do it, we will. Bottom line. So these guys came step forward and they pitched it. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time and we are going to build a website. 
covering this for us to have, be a home base for the podcast for Jared and other folks, experts, whoever, <laughs> to write and cover the angels, to build portfolios, to serve as a hub for everything talking halos. And I'm freaking stoked about that. We're, we're, we got a lot more than that in the plate that we're talking out and we're going for. And again, I want to thank these guys for stepping up and making that magic happen because, you know, it takes sometimes it takes more than one person to make a dream come true. And when I started this podcast, the dream was all those things. Life happens and gets in your way. And sometimes it just takes people catching on to that vision or taking it and adapting it in a way that suits them to make dreams come true. So again, one more time. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Brock. Glad you're back on the show. And let's talk some Angels baseball. All right. I'll give it, I want to give a quick shout out to both of you because it is really nice to see, you know, I, I don't hear anything from you. And then all of a sudden I see a podcast popping up. And it's nice to know that, the, yeah. And, and by the way, Jared, I know you like Derek as a host. Derek is a fine host, but sir, you've really come into your own, man. I, with that podcast we did together and the podcast I've been listening to you with Ray, you, you, Jared was always pretty quiet. He always had to drag his expertise out of him, his, his lot of expertise that he has, but you always had to poke it out of him, and, uh, but not anymore. I, I enjoy listening to both hosts, but... Well, I mean, that, you're the man, Derek. You're the man, Derek. Well, just, I, don't that, just but I, I would say this. I would say there's a reason why I was pushing Jared to go for it. Because Jared, potential's always been there. And so there we go. So enough patting the back. A couple yeah. things here. Follow us on Twitter, please, at Talking Halos or on Facebook at Talking Halos. Also, of course, this podcast is found pretty much everywhere. We've got a couple more outlets to get ourselves out to, but you can find this podcast pretty much everywhere. Check us out. A five star review on Apple Music. Use the app. It would be really appreciated. Uh, we had a contest last year for tickets. Well, pfft, thanks a lot, COVID. Appreciate that one too. Uh, hopefully, we can do something this year. Finances, of course, with COVID are tight, but we'll do the best we can. We're also looking for sponsors for 2020. We really need some sponsors. If you're available, want to be advertising the show, we'd love to have you on board and to work with you to create some magic. All right. I cover everything, guys. We ready to go? We ready? Come on. Come on, Jared. <laughs> yeah, let's be going. <laughs> All right. So I, I see these everywhere. I see these these resolutions we always have them the new year resolutions for me it's to not be fat this year okay um <laughs> to build i guess there's, there's lots of resolutions we all pick up personally and sometimes they're kind of silly and sometimes they're the real deal for the angels though i think it's kind of nice to, to sit there and think okay well we, we've talked about these these guys have talked about the the things that, want, that are going on with the angels the expectations so on and so forth but what would be the scenario I want to put in front of you, if you were a part of the Angels organization right now, what would be the three New Year's resolutions you would have for the club beginning in 2021? What would they be? I know, again, I know that you guys have already been talking about some of the things that are going on, some of the free agency stuff, and so on and so forth, and that's fine, Danny, but overall, given what we've seen from this organization in the last decade, the fact that we're under a new GM, the fact that uh, it's a brand new year, and we're entering the last part of Mike Trout's prime, by the way. So here we go. Resolutions. I'm going to go to Jared first. Jared, what is your first New Year's resolution for the Angels this year? I oh, I didn't have too much time to think. I mean, we had a little bit of time to think about this. And it, everything's just kind of rolling around in the head. But number one for me is freedom. Give them freedom. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Already give 
give Perry some freedom. Do his, let him do his job just one time. Stay out of it. Let's try to build a winner. This team's so close. I mean, you talk to anybody, and this team, I, I mentioned it almost on every podcast that we talk about it. It's this team is so close. The offense is there. You look at the fan graph projections that I've been bumping out there lately, and this team's one of the best offensive teams in baseball. Let Perry go out there and build you up a starting rotation, which is decently close when you look at it on paper. I mean, you need some healthy pieces, but it's decently close this year. Not even talking about next year, but this year it's decently close, and you're going to need some bullpen help. But, I mean, that's my number one resolution is give this man some freedom. Give Perry freedom. Free Perry. <laughs> Get a Marcus. Free Perry. <laughs> All right, John. What about you? Okay, so my number one would be to improve fan experience. Um, even before, you know, I've always been a very uh, content fan, enjoyed uh, all the things they do, but we've had guests on here who have been critical, and obviously people on, on um, social media are critical of the Angels. But even this last, I mean, who knows? If, if, if we're not going to have fans this year, um, like last year, you have to involve the fans in some way. I mean, you know, it, we always talked about those cutouts. I don't know that I would purchase a cutout, but, I mean, in some way, you have to involve the fans, especially if you're not going to allow them in the stadium again uh, this year, which I'm not really positive that that'll happen. Um, so I just think they really need to, to make an effort to improve the fan experience by whatever, selling packages, maybe even, bo- you know, of course, I'm going to go right to bobbleheads. Bobblehead packages, maybe you sign up and they just mail them to you, you know, for that game or uh, you know, I, I think the Angels Radio does a good job. They they have uh, they have social media days where you can Twitter in and stuff like that. So they do the the radio side does it does a decent job on that. They get they do giveaways and stuff. Um, I just think you need to get the fans involved, whatever way, and get them excited, whatever way you can. I, I mean, with fans or without, uh, I think th- this needs to be an area of improvement for the Angels, especially to compete in a market that has the now insufferable Dodger uh, World Series champion fan. The thing is, when it comes down to the fan experience, you guys are going to know better than I will. I'm, I'm a bit further away. But I hear a lot of feedback about how the Angels experience is just kind of blah. It's not horrible by any sort of imagination, but it could be better. And yet, when you go to a game in Pittsburgh, for example, it's just crazy. They have the players, uh, they have the fans involved the entire time. They have everybody involved throughout the game. They have numerous giveaways. They are really good at the bobbleheads. And the Angels have been decent about bobbleheads, but like last year's they kind of was blah. They never really do anything really new with it. I just think in, in those cases, better fan experiences, better... And I know I, I kind of debated a little bit last year with... Um, who was it? Who we have on the show last year that talked about the experience? Jeff Perlman. Perlman. Yeah, Perlman. Yeah, the, yeah, the Perlman. Yeah, yeah. I, I, me and him were like... He, he convinced me. He's the one who convinced me that it does need improvement. Even though I have a great time and I enjoy all the repeated things, he's the one who convinced me. He had a very good argument for it. So, against their fan experience. I mean, I, I, I would agree to a, a large degree that it does need to be improved some. But also little things like the uniforms. A uniform change would be nice. I mean, I like them. Many folks consider them a little boring, but I, I quite frankly, I feel this kind of pull towards more the old school uniforms, the a little bit bringing back, like the, I think the, the 80s ones, as much as people mock them, I think are great. I mean, just a variation of those would be nice. Just something to kind of just bring a little bit of life and bring some of the history back to the franchise. 
And of course, I, overall, I mean, honestly, I know that they're talking about whether or not to build a, a new stadium or renovate the old. I'm in the, I've been in the, in the corner of building a freaking new ballpark. Just build a brand new one. Brand new. With all the novelties of old school baseball mixed in with California 11. That's, that's how I would want to do it. But I'm not sure how you guys think about that. Jerry, what do you think, man? Yeah, that's a, I mean, for me, it's an interesting question just because, I mean, there's so much, so much in air quotes history at Angel Stadium between, I mean, the Rams played there, you know, the Angels always you know, still play there. And, and it's, it's tough. And, and it's also tough because where are you, where are you going to build that new stadium, you know, as well? Like, yeah, I don't think you, I don't think you have the land here to do that. And I think that that's kind of been, that was kind of the huge question the past couple of years, past couple off season was where are you going to build a new stadium? I mean, talked about Balboa, that's going to, that'd be a pain in the butt. I know, you know, it'd be cool, but it'd be kind of a pain in the butt to get down there. Traffic would be a mess. Uh, Huntington Beach, Irvine. You know, I mean, do you move north a little bit, almost not central California, but above L.A.? I mean, that would be a catastrophe, in my opinion. But yeah, wait, 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 wait. hold on. Jared, isn't that why they bought all that property to begin with or got it from the city of Anaheim was to use that property, develop it? Wasn't that around all purchased? Around stadium, yeah. Wasn't that all purchased with the idea they could build a new stadium there? Uh, I think the plan is to build around the stadium right now. And put in, I mean, like you walk in, you're sitting in center, you're sitting in the four to five hundreds and you look out towards center field and, or you look out like past the stadium and there's nothing there. I think the plan is to put stuff, you know, back there, you know, back where, by where the old train station is. I think, you know, take the Grove out, put in some stuff there that they're going to put a, I believe a shopping center in to um, right in front of home plate where they put in those new apartments right there the george is george i can't i forgot what it's called right in front of the stadium but yeah they're right there they're going to put in some new stuff so i think the plan is to build around the stadium i don't think any plans are finalized but i think the plan is to to build around the stadium you know keep the parking lot similar but you know see what you can do food wise around the stadium shopping wise around the stadium really make it um more interactive around the stadium make it something to go do before the game and after the game instead of going to you know i mean like myself the hooters after the game to go get wings or the catch or they've been doing a really good job lately there's more breweries around the stadium there's more food around the stadium and and the same goes for the honda center as well right across the street i think that's the whole the whole plan is to just make that more of a whole day type of thing instead of just a one three or three hours four hours let's go to the game and leave the game you know let's Instead of, you know, let's go get food before the game, go to the game, get food after the game or get drinks after the game, something like that. So I don't think I, I don't know you know exactly what the plan is, but I think that's going to more than likely be be the plan. I think it's going to keep the new stadium, but build around, build around it and also help out the Honda Center. Honda Center helps out Angel Stadium. I think that's more of the plan. Again, that, that's where me and Perlman disagreed. I mean, you know, I go I've been to Seattle. I've, I've been to San Francisco. They're beautiful stadiums. I get what people are saying, but I'm not there for the stadium. And and they are located in Anaheim, California, which happens to be home of Disneyland and uh, downtown Disney. I mean, I, I get it. Would I like it? Yeah, that's nice. That's great. But I, when I say fan experience, I'm not really talking that direction. But I mean, I, I think 
doesn't matter what I'm talking. That's the direction Artie Moreno wants to go. So um, I just, you know, I mean, I'm all for, I, I, I guess, you know, whatever. The, the stadium is not a big issue for me. But I guess if they built a new one, I mean, everybody raves about Dodger Stadium. I don't think Dodger Stadium is all that special. It's a pain in the butt to get to. Um, it takes forever. Uh, you can get in and out of Angel Stadium. They're one of the things I like the most about it. Um, so uh, stadium's not really a big issue. Artie wants to build around it. That's fine. But really, I, I'm more concerned about the fan experience inside the, in the stadium. That's what my, my resolution was. I've been to quite a few ballparks. And... I think a lot of times what really takes the case for a large ballpark in terms of experience is the fact that outside the ballparks, they have something special too. In Pittsburgh, they have it. And of course, in Boston with Yaki, where they have it. I full-heartedly think that part of what makes baseball great is the fan experience, and part of it is the charm of the game and all the atmosphere around it. And there are certain aspects of what the, what the Angels do that could use some work. In some cases, it just needs modernization. In some cases, it means retro. Uh, this is a word, retrofication. <laughs> I mean, you know, bringing back some of the great things that made baseball great in earlier times while also looking forward to the future. And again, I, I, I just think that that's part of what needs to happen. Just this push forward in terms of what you were saying, John. Okay, just to pause for a moment, we need a word from our sponsor. Hey, everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or on an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. And check out the distribution box. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. I think it's my turn on this one, too. Is it my turn to throw one out there? Resolution? Yeah. All right. Here we go. This one's big. I think it's big anyways. The resolution for the Angels, solve the development problem in the organization. And what I mean is this. In the organization coming up in the last 10 years, we have seen players work their way through the system in some cases. In some cases, you've seen players get to the major leagues and completely cease, stop development. We've seen basically, in my view, something missing from the organization in a development standpoint. What I mean is this. Look at teams like Oakland, especially Oakland's a great example of it. Look at teams like Tampa, the Dodgers, and how they get players into the organization and then develop them from the top, from the bottom to the top. They develop all the way across the board. Houston did this too. Okay, And while I think that Billy Epler improved the system, we still seem to have a developmental issue within the system to where the Angels have been inconsistent in getting guys to become strong Major League players across the board. And I think this is with this new GM in place, I want to see that overhauled. 
I'm not sure what you got to do to overhaul. That's not my job, but that's that would be the big resolution this year is to change the tide there, to turn the tide and create the farm system that truly feeds into the success of the club in the future. And in some cases, like last year, we saw this big surprise with Jared Walsh, you know, and I don't think anybody saw that coming, but here's hoping he can keep that fire this year. But just, I want to see these players work through the system and become good major leaguers. I want the Angels farm system to be viewed how it was in the 2000s when it was one of the best in the country, best in the league. And that's what I want to see. Jared, how's that have to happen? Yeah, you know, I mean, you bring up good points with Billy and then, and for me, when I look at the GM, it's it's just ends up being a pretty face. It's the guys in the background, you know, that need to step up. And I think that's the guys that Perry Perry's going to bring those guys in. They're they're completely rehauling, I, I believe, player development, and that that's going to be a huge huge aspect of it. But yeah, that is that's one of the biggest factors. I mean, you look at guys like I think Griffin Canning's done fair, fairly well. I think there's a couple things he needs to do to do better. But who am I to say that? And you look at a guy like you know Suarez or Berea, who Berea might have found his niche whether you know is that long bullpen piece you know so we'll, we'll see how that works out but i mean just in particular a guy like suarez and i don't know what you can take away from what adele did last year i, I think that you got to kind of put that far away and picture I mean, and just to kind of imagine that he didn't didn't play last year because I, I i can't you need to you need to give him more time even i'm almost at the point for adele of just keep adele don't trade Adele because I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be worth it when it comes down to it, you know. But yeah, back to player development. I think that something needs to change. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's down at the lower levels. I don't know if it's in AAA. You know, I don't know if it's a mindset because we we've mentioned this before. You know, my Angels minor league system they don't go to the playoffs. Like they haven't. They I think Angels minor league system has made it to the playoffs once or twice since. 2017 and if you look before that it i mean last time they won a minor league championship i I couldn't even tell you i'm gonna be honest with you i I would have to look a long ways in the distance so i think that bringing that winning culture as well down in the minor league system really helps as you grow into the player that you're going to be because i mean you look at guys like joe adele brandon marsh griffin canning or you know guys like that I, i honestly think that griffin canning is doing what he is able to do and being a decently good pitcher is because they didn't he didn't have so much too much time in the minors to get that losing mentality and i i don't even know if that's really the right words for it but i i think that he came basically straight from ucla which was a winning program a very good winning program and spent little time in the minors and that winning mentality stayed with canning and you know you look at guys joe adele who's been in the minors for a while, Brandon Marsh. It wouldn't surprise me if he struggled a little bit coming up because of that, you know, losing mentality that the angels minor league system has. So I don't know what the answer is to it. I really don't. If I, if I did, you know, I'd probably be with the angels and at some point, but yeah, it's, I, I, I couldn't tell you there's something with player development. I, I like to stick with the losing mentality in the minors as a pretty strong argument for it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you do also have to develop and still play well. Because there's something weird that happens between AAA or AA and the major leagues. And I couldn't, I I can't, nobody can figure out what it is. Nobody can put their finger up on it, so. That's just, it's just a solid point that Jared's making. I I really, I really, just the the mentality, I do. I think that that is playing an issue. It's never occurred to me, but you're right. It's, it's, if you're coming 
if you're yeah you're losing you're you're right but the angels having success in the minor leagues as a team is it's not really existent and uh i like his whole take on griffey canning and, and it backs it up uh so i like that i mean i i obviously yeah we need we need the i i I, did we have a guest on or we just did we just jared explore that last year we did a, quite a bit of talking on that about how uh about developing the minor leagues and how we had to uh change the culture it's more than just cultural too i think it's also yeah you know, it's it's in practice you have to actually build this thing from bottom to top i know billy up was trying to do that i think he accomplished it in so many different ways but in my view, he wasn't able to finish the job. Now, we can, we can debate and debate and debate all the reasons why. We can look at Artie. We can look at decisions Billy Upler made. We can look at, uh, I guess we can look at even decisions that the Angels management did when, when calling up players. We can also look at the fact that that team in 2019, the one that had to use up their farm system throughout much of the year because they just did not have pitching. I mean, you can look at how that affected the development of players as well. There has to be a cultural change, yes, but there's also just the the actual fundamental change. What are you doing to produce success from rookie ball all the way up? What are you doing to make that happen? And once the Angels solve that problem, this franchise will be back. And I think they can. I just don't know if they got the right guy. I don't think I don't know if Perry's that guy, and I've missed out on some of the on being on some of the podcasts where you guys discussed him a bit. But I'm hoping, given the Braves' track record of development in recent years, that can be the case. But it's been a long time since we've had a GM to celebrate in the Angels' front office, and just even in the last year, having ex- exposed a bit how much of a role Artie plays in some of those decisions. I just don't know if we'll ever have the full overhaul that needs to happen, or if it even needs to be an overhaul, is it just some tweaks here and there? I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, just to back up the minor league point and I, you know, I don't even know if that's really it or not, but just doing a little bit of research, the Salt Lake bees have never won a title. The you to get, to go to double a, you have to look at the Arkansas travelers. They won a title in 2008. Uh, the inland empire 66ers never won. I, didn't get to look at the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes who were affiliated with the Angels for a long time. I would assume it's back in 2008 again. And then you have to look through and at the Cedar Rapids Colonels, who were the lower A division for the Angels. And it was, again, 2008 when they won a, when they won a title for the Angels. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know if that is it or not, but said i mean you get the winning mentality you need some type of winning mentality and it's it's been an idea of mine i've talked to multiple people about it and i don't know what it, I, I, I couldn't tell you so i'd love to that's i'd love to see i mean can that be my next resolution i want to see the minor leagues win i really do i want to see the minor league systems do well whether that's the dust devils the new dust devils whether that's inland empire i, I just you, you i'd love to see the angels bring a winning mentality to the minor league system and see where that goes from there. Because I think that's, that's the main part. I mean, you, when you're looking at baseball, baseball is so much more fun when you're winning. It's, it's hard to have fun when, when you're losing games. And that also can go to the point of to John bringing in the fan experience. I mean, when you start winning ball games, that's when it's going to be fun again. I don't think you can really have fun at a ball game when you're losing games. And I mean, there's been games where I sit out and I don't leave games early. I don't, it's, it's against, my i mean there's it's very rare that i leave a game early but i mean when you're losing games like i said 
the worst the worst series for me ever was against the Cardinals. I went to all three of the Cardinals games. I think they lost by a total of 30 to 55 or something like that in the whole series. They got blown out. I went to all three games, and it was right after they lost Garrett Richards to Tommy John. I want to say they lost Andrew Heaney to Tommy John. Or no, they lost Garrett Richards to the knee injury, I think. Uh, Andrew Heaney or Tyler Skaggs went down with Tommy John the week before. So you're coming off that news, and it's just it's it's brutal. So I think that's my next... Oh, can I? Can that be my next New Year's resolution? I want to see the Angels bring a winning atmosphere first to the minor leagues, and I think that translates itself up into the major leagues. And I think that is, you know, winning solves a lot of a lot of problems. Winning does. What's your next one? There we got we got Jared. What's your next well, one? I, I just want to follow up on that real quick because we're talking about the about the fan experience too. The thing that I remember the most about that Seattle game and that beautiful stadium was when they called to the bullpen and Edwin Diaz came up and that place was like major league wild thing. The place was just lights were flashing. The fans were standing and the angels need something. I mean, that, 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 that is the fan experience that people are missing. Anyways, off of that, my next, you want to know my next, uh, thing. Oh, I want, I want to, I want a decision with Otani this year. Cause we, well, we only have him until 2023. And, I don't know how long of a leash you give him. I, I, they, I, I believe I have read that they are trying, they're trained, they're uh, giving him some, some hit, whatever, some, some time in the outfield and maybe even at first base. Uh, we need to get this guy a position that he can play regularly every day. So as bad as in the lineup, as much as we need pitching, if pitching is going to cost us losing him every year, it's, it's, we're, 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 everybody talks about us wasting Mike Trout's prime. We're wasting, you know, Tani's, well, I don't know if he's in his prime yet, but yeah, we are wasting his prime too with this double experiment that has yet to work with the exception of his first year. But even then it was limited. I mean, he, the angels aren't wasting his prime. He's wasting his prime. If that's how you look at it. If you think that he should be a one way player, he's the one that has that dream. And that, and, and it was through that dream that the angels were able to get him anyways. I think in that, I've said before, I think in that respect, the Angels have a responsibility to let him try and fall fall through with that dream because that was the whole reasoning that got him to sign with them. That said, I would hope that he, you know, I believe he, I believe that he's a mature young man. And sooner or later, you have to take a look at where your body is and make the call. Honestly, he needs to make that call sooner rather than later, both his benefit and for the, the team's benefit. But you never know that his arm might be straight. When he comes out this year, it might be good to go. His body might be good to go. And it could all be beyond him now. So uh, we'll find out. I mean, Otani's a good, a good thought there. Jerry, what are your thoughts on that? It's tough. It, it really is tough for me because I, it's too much. The, the stuff is too good. And I, I said before on this podcast, I think if Otani doesn't get hurt, he's a top 10 pitcher in baseball. The stuff is, I mean, there's nobody in baseball that has the stuff that he has. You know, the... The 100-plus mile-an-hour fastball that we saw, you know, 90-plus 90, 90 mile-an-hour fastball that we saw, the, the slider that's gross, splitter that's gross, and the, you know, the change-up that's gross. So it's something to dream on. You're right. You guys are right on. But I don't know. I, it's, it, that's, that's, that's question number two for me that you know, keeps me up at night is what do you, what do, you do with Otani? You know, like, we've seen glimpses of him being a really stupid good hitter. And I mean, hitting it off the scoreboard, which is astronomical or, you know, some of the stuff that he does, you know, hitting for the cycle, which is an, an amazing feat. You know, the speed is good. He he just does everything great. 
You know, it's it's not it's it's unbelievable what he what he can do. But yeah, it's a, it's it's tough for me to move him off pitching even with all the injuries because of what we saw. I mean, it's just it's too good to do that. He could really be a top, you know, he could be the angel saving grace if he's healthy. And that's a big, you know, if he's healthy. But yeah, you know, and then hitting wise, again, he could be the angel saving grace. Uh, if you put him at DH or in right field or at first base, you know, he could take over for pools in any of those positions. Or, you know, Adele becomes expandable if you put him in right or, you know, once Upton's gone and left or, you know, there's there's a lot of fun options for him. So I, I just think you have to kind of continue to sit back and wait and see what he can do because we've seen glimpses of him being great every everywhere he can every at every position he can play whether i mean at the point right now we're seeing just hitting and pitching but we've seen glimpses of it we just need to see him healthy and continuously playing i think that once he continuously plays he gets the consistent reps i think that the sky's the limit for him i think that i'm hoping that he's healthy this year and we can see a full hundred and whatever it's gonna be 145 games from him after you know him sitting out and we get to see him pitch and we get to see him hit because i think it could be a 20 plus home runs 10 plus wins, you know, all-star in the MVP talk type of thing. So it's still a big question mark for me. I, I, I'm still waiting it out. I don't really want to see a decision quite yet. But, but by the end of the season, I mean, I'm saying this, season, this is the last season that if he gets injured, I mean, we can't do this. We can't keep doing this. And I, right. saw, him, I saw him pitch opening weekend, uh, his opening week. I saw him. I was, I was thrilled. You know, and Socha. God bless Mike Sosha. I love Mike Sosha. I think he pulled him out in like the fifth inning. And people were like, you know, that was Sosha pulling people out early. And it's, you know, it, it's, he was, he was pitching very well. That's the thing. He was pitching very well. So um, I, I really want him to succeed on both ends of the plate. But I, I also want to see him out there every day, is really what I want to see. Well, we all want to see him out there every day. We want to see him healthy. We want to see him reach his potential. And that's not a given right now. I mean, it's never given for anybody, but we haven't even seen him stay healthy for a full season yet, period. And until you do, you don't know what you really got. We know what he had in Japan. We saw flashes of his first year with the club, and it's been, unfortunately, it's been a failure ever since. It's not his fault. I mean, sometimes your body just isn't up to it. And those were the concerns when the Angels went and got him, that there were some, well, let's just say, some, uh, some concerns with him injury-wise. And that's what we see. All right, my, t- my uh, resolution here. Artie Moreno stays out of the baseball side. That's my resolution. Let Perry do his job. Artie is a fantastic businessman. Fantastic businessman. And there was a time when Artie Moreno was loved by the fan base. Many people still love him. He has the ability to do some great, great things. Go do those. Focus on the ballpark renovation, the or the new ballpark itself. Focus on all the other projects out there, all the other things you got to do to make this club a the the pristine prestige franchise it should be and let Perry and his staff do what they gotta do on the field. And trust them. Trust them. That's what I that's a resolution I don't want to see. Let the baseball guys be baseball guys. Let them do what they gotta do. And I think given his pedigree, they'll find the answer. There are a lot of reasons to go play for the Angels. There are a lot of good reasons to play for them if you're a free agent. There's a lot of good reasons to stick it through the minors to play in the system. You just got to have an owner who will let the guys in charge of the baseball side do their jobs. I, don't, I know that's hard. It's hard. We've seen hands-on owners over the years wreck a lot of teams, Peter Angelus of Baltimore, 
Jerry Jones in Dallas, you know, Dan Snyder with, with the Washington football team. We've seen owners get involved too much and how it can hold them back. So, I mean, that's my view. Let, let, they, let them, let those who are running the baseball side run the baseball side. Any arguments with that? Absolutely not. No, but, but that was just kind of exposed this year, though, wasn't it? I mean, did, did mm-hmm. we really have a lot of knowledge of him being well, I mean, there as was, nosy as he was? I mean, there were rumblings here back in there. Some of those guys we, hit, we had visit the show before brought those points, and I was really willing to entertain them because there was always a different side to it. Like, for example, when they signed Hamilton, there are a lot of reasons why that made sense. I hated the signing. I had a bad gut feeling about it from the get-go, and usually your gut's going to be right in those things. Very rarely are they wrong. Okay? But we find out there was so much more personally involved with him. We, we know that he's made different decisions concerning pitching versus hitting for years. Um, but it was never exposed as much as it was last year with, with the trade. And now you got to think, dude, just let your guys do it. And we'll never know how good a GM Billy Upper could have been because we will never know how much he was interfered with in the background. We'll never know. Yeah, and the same can be said about DePoto as well. You know, whether that I think is a completely different argument. Uh, and maybe I shouldn't have brought it up, but I, 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 you can say the same thing about DePoto. We don't know how good of a GM he would have been, or, I mean, he's looking pretty good in Seattle right now. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's tough. You know, we don't know a lot of what goes on behind the scenes, unfortunately, and until way after it happens. And the fact that that came out so quickly was kind of a shock for everybody, you know, and it, we hope that we don't see that again. And, you know, you bring up interesting points with, you know, with Jerry Jones. And, you know, I've asked this before, who would you rather be a fan of for the next five years? The Angels, the the Cowboys, or, you know, you want to be a fan of the Knicks or somebody like that? I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the same everywhere you go. You know, the Philadelphia Phillies, the same thing. You know, the ownership is really in the way there. So uh, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, it's, it's tough. And I, I can't agree with you more. It, it, He's a great businessman, you know, him, both him and Carpino are fantastic businessmen. They've, they've done this organization great things, but at some point, you know, you're right. You know, you just kind of have to step away from baseball activities and let, you know, the guys that are, you're paying to do these baseball activities, do their thing, whether it's baseball ops guys, scouting, you know, like you just got to kind of stay out of, stay out of the way for a little while and see what they can do. And I hope that within the first two years here of Perry doing Perry things that he can find his way to first off, at least a winning record because the angels really need that. And then second off, you want to get trout into the playoffs and you know, I'll segment that into my next wish or my next, uh, 2021 resolution is get trout to the playoffs. But yeah, back, back to, uh, already doing his thing. It's, it's, it needs to, you know, kind of stay, take a step away from it. And if he wants a world series and he wants, to make more money for this organization, he's done great things already. I think keeping the Angels in Anaheim, keeping this in this, keeping them in the location that they're at, is a an absolute plus, and that's what needed to happen, you know. And the next goal is to, you know, like you say, get get Trout to the playoffs, get this team to the playoffs, and get this team a winning record too, as well. So, yeah, that's my next one is you know get Trout to the playoffs. Get Trout to the playoffs. That's a simple one. It's a very simple one. Hey, John. What's your last one? My last one is to is to let the, let let pitching pitch. I want to see some seven inning pitches. I want to see them work their way out of if they're in jams. Let them work their way out of a jam. 
let them win or lose the game. Um, I'm just tired of four or five pitchers every game. So I just really want to see. I want. I want. I want. And I guess maybe I don't. You know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyways, just let them pitch. I just want to see. I want to see more pitching, longer pitching. I think that comes with better pitching, man. I think it, you for the last several years now we've had poor starting pitching, and there were times last year when we saw the pitchers going deep in games. But why were they allowed to go deep in games? Because they they pitched well. I just think it depends on the quality of pitching, and that is a the big question right now. I'm sure we're all thinking about is what's going on with the Angels pitching staff, and I know Jared, you've been covering that quite a bit. So for me, here we are again. Here we are again, waiting for that big signing, and you know, I'm, I mean, we're hearing rumors. You know, I mean, and it hasn't happened, and we're like, I don't know. I'm I'm much more pessimistic this year than I was last year. Though Jared and Brock kind of. Uh, they were helpful in that in that podcast uh, in kind of clarifying a few things for me. But I would say the off season's not over yet, and that's actually know, what Jared was saying that, last year. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, was, I know. As I'm saying this is ringing very reminiscent of last year. It I is. Just hope it has a better ending. Hope it has a better ending. <sighs> that we don't sign the. I what they're talking about signing the catcher from Philadelphia. That we could surprise them with that. That could be our surprise this year. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I just think that. In the end, this offseason has moved so slow we don't even know it's going to happen. And I, I don't know. I, I would I would have thought the Angels would have gotten their guy by now, but they might not get a guy. And if that happens, it'll be a travesty. Which takes me to my final one. It mirrors. I'm going to have to copycat because it's time. You have to get Mike Trout to the playoffs this year. You got to. Listen, the last two years, we've seen signs of Mike Trout starting to head over the hump. We've seen little signs of that. His body is not what it was just a few years ago. Why? Because he's getting older, and he's been playing at the major level since he's 20 years old. He's not going to be the Mike Trout forever. And in that sense, the Angels are running out of time. Okay, again, we've already seen, we've seen Mike hurt more than he's been in the past. We've seen, you know, we've just seen it all except the playoff berth for him since 2014. they got to get him here this year. And that means you go spend the money on your pitchers. To, to tie your last two together, you got to go spend money on the pitching, make it happen. And if that happens to cost a draft pick here and there, then so be it. But this has to be a full organizational commitment to, to winning, and I'm waiting to see that happen. I think... I'll say this now. I haven't had a chance to talk much on podcasts for a while. One, I think if the Angels play a full 162 last year, they make the playoffs. I think that team was starting to figure it out towards the end, despite the, the Dodgers sweep, and they were starting to get some things in order. I don't think that Angleton Simmons opts out if the team stays he- healthy and they play a full season. I don't think that certain things go wrong if they play a full season. So the 60-game season, I think, hurt them. I think it, took, it was taking Joe Madden some time to establish himself there. And I think we've seen at the end the team doing that. So I honestly believe they would have made the playoffs last year. And with that said, you got to make the playoffs now. It's time. Get Mike Trout the postseason. Do what you got to do to make it happen. Spend the money you got to spend. It's time. Make it happen. There we go. I just want to say I'm proud of myself because I actually had make the playoffs, but I thought that's too easy. I'm, I'm going to leave that one on the table. And, uh, but you two baseball geniuses got that, and, and I left it off. I went, I went out, I went on my own way, my own route. Well, I'm I mean, you kind of combine what you said. I mean, if they have the pitching to go deep, then they're going to have the pitching 
to back up the hitting, Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon and so on and so forth. It's time. To go to the playoffs, yes. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, is it time, Jared? Is it time? Yeah, it is okay, time. Okay, good. He's still there. Good. <laughs> <laughs> He's decided to get quiet there. All right, folks, there you go. There are our resolutions, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. I'm thrilled to see that Brock and Jared have been picking up the, uh, the weight here my absence. This has been a long journey of mine to have the Angels podcast, and these guys are taking it and running with it, so very thankful. Follow us on Twitter, please, at Talk and Halos. You can follow me at DC Apollo. You can find John at where, John? Jags Crane, John. And of course, Jared at Jared? Jared underscore Tims. Okay. And make sure you keep an eye out. This team here, our podcast team, has big things coming. And down the pike, hopefully, we're rising to the top just like those angels will be rising to the top this year. We're out of here. Take care.